What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from my secret off-grid location here, uh, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm very, very grateful for this uh, episode tonight, you guys. Uh, I got some OGs from the Truth community here with joining me, hanging about patiently in the green room there. Uh, just real quick, though, before we get too far into it, because I'm very excited for this conversation, but I uh, just want to show you guys how you can follow and support this show. If you head over to rebunked.news, that's where you're going to find uh, pretty much all the links to the show. I mean, this website is pretty much just a landing page. It's just where you go to figure out, uh, you know, links to everything. You know, there's affiliates at the top. You got Richard Grove's Autonomy, TRS Heavy Metal Detox, the T-Shirt Shop, and then the Give, Send, Go. If you guys just want to drop a tip in the tip jar, um, you know, value for value donation options there. And then social media. And out of all these, I would recommend hit hopping in the telegram. That's t.me forward slash rebunked news. That's the best place to stay up to date to the show with the show. I'm usually in there chatting with the people all day, uh, on all these video platforms and make sure you're following on, uh, your podcast player. So you can listen on the go. I do drop periodic, uh, subscriber only stuff over at the subscribe star, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like it just, I, I'm kind of shitty with that. So, but you know, five bucks a month really helps support and drive the show forward. Um, the t-shirt shops on fire, you guys. So thank you so much for all your support over there. Um, the censorship kills shirt, the newest edition as I've already know some people that have got that and have sent me pictures and showed me that that's really cool because it's true. It's like, we didn't get all the information. And because of that, people died. So censorship literally kills. So you can represent that in your community. And then of course, everyone's favorite the beavis are you threatening me gadsden flag shirt you know if you're not representing with that i don't know what you're doing here but anyway there's all kinds of great shirts brought to you by big frog t-shirts in beaverton oregon these are uh this is a liberty-minded t-shirt shop uh right in the heart of portland just outside of portland actually you know what i mean and they're just uh they're super cool and they do a lot for uh, not only my show but a lot of other shows in the truth movement so give them some love and uh uh, so that's rebunk.news forward slash shirts, or you can find a link at the top of the rebunk.news website. So, all right, without further ado, I'm going to bring in our guests for this evening, which are, they need no introduction, no introduction whatsoever. You guys know them. You guys love them. Darren and Graham from Grimerica. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, you guys. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Anytime. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got, you know, well, I've been meaning to reach out to you guys for a while. And I realized that here I am like a hundred episodes into this new show. And I'm like, I have not had the Gramerica guys on. Like that is just a blasphemy. That's heresy. That's unacceptable. So, uh, you know, cause you guys were a big part of my journey, honestly. Like when I, like when I first started, um, listening to, so basically what happened with me is like, I, 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 I got clean. Right. And I was starting over from scratch back in like 2017 and I was working at this countertop fabrication shop. And, uh, you know, it was basically the type of job where it's like 40 hours a week. You could listen to headphones. And uh, I started listening to music. And I was like, it was after like a couple months. I was like, Jesus, I've heard like every song in the world. Like, I can't listen to music anymore. And I was like, ah, I guess I heard of these things called podcasts. I didn't really know. I didn't know where to start. Um, I started with uh, Joe Rogan, probably most people, you know, they just the off ramp from the mainstream or the on-ramp into the podcast world is kind of Joe Rogan. And that's kind of where I started. 
And I started dipping around and then I heard, uh, I think I just typed in conspiracy because I wanted conspiracy shows. And it's basically the three that I remember started with was tinfoil hat, Greg Carlwood, the higher side chats and Grimerica. Those are the three shows that, that I like started listening to. And, and man, between those three shows, your guys is in particular too, man. Like you guys opened so many doors and unlocked so many things for me. I was like, Holy shit. I had no idea, you know? And, and then, and at this time I was open to like, you know, tower seven, you know, a couple other things, but it was really some of the other topics you guys covered that really, I, I can't even think of any particular top of my head, but, but the topics you guys were covering were like open my eyes to so many other things I'd never even considered. So you guys have been a big part of my journey. So just thank you for all the work you put in over the years. And, uh, Grateful to have you on the new show here. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it's still weird to hear that, eh, Darren? I mean, it's because we we were starting and we we're like, is it too late to start a podcast? This was in 2013, 2012. Yeah. We were talking about it, 2013. And so, and we did it and we just tried to stick to it every week, just putting out a show every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's weird now, now 10 years later, um, when people say, oh yeah, you guys are the OGs, you've been around for a while. It just doesn't really feel like it. I mean, you know. We still feel like the new kids on the block. Dude, you you guys are though. You guys are like the the legends and the the OGs of this thing. Like that's how I always look at you and think of it, which is a trip, you know. Because I was telling myself that in 2022, and we before we started doing Truthzilla, the show I used to be a part of, like we're like that was the big uh, thing we were telling ourselves, like oh man, there's so many podcasts out there, like there's no point in starting one now. And I even say to this day, like no, 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 like you guys, if it's on your heart to do it, you gotta hit record and just start doing it. This is all you got to do. I mean, it's never too late. Obviously, I mean, if that's what you guys were thinking in 2013, that's crazy. It's such a weird. It's the the landscape has changed a lot, though. It's so weird now. I mean, everything is sort of political pop culture. I mean, yeah, you know, I kind of, I don't know. Those days were weird when we we're talking about UFOs and spirituality and out of body experiences, and yeah, you know, there was still like a sort of a media censorship thing happening. But it wasn't so serious. Like, it wasn't affecting you so much. Those conspiracies back then weren't, like, directly affecting you. Like, you just went through the the T-shirt thing, right? Yeah. Censorship kills. I mean, yep. this is all, like, this is all directly affecting people now. So it's very strange to be podcasting through this whole whole thing. Oh, man. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, one of the things that I really look up to you guys, and I don't know, I, I didn't really, like, I'm sure there, there's lots of other people that do this, but like, you know, you guys kind of planted the seed in the back of my mind about how like, you know, you can use like your podcast or your platform or your voice or whatever and branch out into other like entrepreneurial endeavors. And that's what's really fascinated me about your guys' journey and like watching you with like the, the audiobooks and then the, the the meetups that you guys do. And it like kind of unlocked in the back of my mind that it's like, it's impossible. Like, I don't know, for like a new podcaster or someone like, you know, it's really hard to create revenue and support yourself just through podcasting. You know what I mean? Like, unless you really lean into like the subscription content, you know, this, I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it, but uh, you know, but to see you guys and how you've been able to branch out and just like uh, use it as like maybe a, a jumping off point to do all these other entrepreneurial things. It's like, that's, I'm like, okay, that's where it's at. And that's kind of where I've, I found, I found myself now. And a lot of it has to do with like, you know, like, like Substack related stuff. So like, you know, curating content for other people and doing that stuff. But it's just like the idea of, you know, leveraging uh, what you've got going on with the podcast into other areas. And so I was hoping maybe we could talk a little bit about that too, because I think that that's something that a lot of people can get a lot of use out of. So uh, let, maybe with like the, the contact at the cabin contact in the desert, like how did that all get started for you guys? Like, what was that process like? 
Well, I think it's, I mean, it kind of started just with a, a meetup. Our buddy mm-hmm. Cyrus wanted to meet us. Mm-hmm. I think, had we met him yet, Graham? Was that the first time we ever met him or had we met him yet someplace by then? No, I don't, I don't think so. No. I mean, we were sort of building an online community, like the chat group. I think the chat groups had started. Yeah. Go ahead, we, had, we had some, it might even been like Google Hangouts or something back then. Cause we went through a bunch of different chats before we ended up on Gilded or whatever the fuck we're on now. I think we still have the matter most as a backup on our own server, but people weren't super thrilled with that. So we went to the Gilded. After the going from this to that to the Discord, you know, we left Discord probably a bit prematurely, but it everyone got torched in the end. So, you know, we were probably ahead of the game and trying to build up some other things, but sometimes it doesn't really feel like it. But anyway, Cyrus wanted to meet us, so he rented a cabin. He paid for the whole thing, rented a cabin, and wanted us to go down there. And me and James and Graham and Michael all drove down to Washington state and uh, met up with him and Ryan was there, Billy bones. I can't remember who else was there. So I thought there was some other people from the States there, but now maybe Adam Loyal flew out or something like that. And uh, we all met up and we made a podcast and we call it contact at the cabin. And uh, then from there, the next year we ended up doing something that we more advertised a bit more we did a meetup in seaside and uh went there and hung out in seaside for a couple of days rented a culty sort of cabin hung out on the beach greened out a couple people which was fun and checked out the goonies house and all that kind of stuff yeah i remember that i remember that because i was in oregon at the time i mean i remember that i was like damn man i should really make it out there yeah no excuse no excuse i don't know what that was like 2020 wasn't it that was like 2018 that would have been or 2018 god it was it was before okay gosh maybe that one slipped off the radar maybe not i remember remember seeing you coming through that area i just yeah anyway yeah it was 2018 and uh then 2019 we did the first one where we added randall carlson in and started charging money and trying to sell tickets yeah, And that was a bit of a debacle, but it all worked out and we met some super cool people that have really enabled us to spring the business or whatever it is. And it's a business now it's officially, you yeah. know, a business totally. um, to where it is today with Randall Carlson tours, you know, Graham's leaving in a couple days, a day or two down there to do our fifth, fifth, our fifth Scablands tour. And we'll do the second Montana tour with Randall in the in the group in September. And we're looking actively looking right now at adding at least one more Randall Carlson tour for next year. Um, checking out the Columbia River Valley and stuff like that. Wow. And then that sort of credit of doing some stuff with Randall gave us the ability to do some other stuff. So we were do some stuff with Dave Matheson out in Utah, and we've been you know, fairly lucky out there. We've been able to do that three times. Looks like we'll do it a fourth time next year where we check out the stars and Bryce Canyon. And this year we had pizzas up there and watch the sunset and checked out the stars and went snow machine. And some of us and other people went and did some different hikes at Zion. I mean, Zion is just, you know, endless amazingness. So you can kill all, all sorts of time there. And then, you know, we added the, Arizona one, which turned into the Shasta one, which we keep doing, which is the magic stuff with Joe Roop and those guys. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, we've got our first Canada kick at the Canada event. 
coming up in November, which is like getting in the Canadian River in the middle of November when it's freezing cold. And then there's hot springs, natural hot springs, like 20 feet away. So we'll go back and forth from those with Brandon Powell for a couple of days doing that Wim Hof kind of stuff. Actually just finished building a cold plunge tank. Nice, dude. Um, and then now we're actually, um, we're, we're days away from launching the Mojave trip. So it should be our wow. first that sort of explorer type thing. Wow. I don't know if we can go yet, but I'll probably, one of us will go. I'll probably go. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the desert at least once. And and, and the out. thing is we, we were at a couple of big con uh, big conferences and, and, you know, type of conference where the guests were mingling with the people and it was like kind of a sort of coming together of, you know, science and esoteric stuff. And, and we were at that cabin in Seaside and we were thinking like, it would be cool to have a, a one of our podcast guests here, you know, like that can mm. present for us, like an intimate sort of conference. And that's kind of how Darren ended up wrangling Randall for that. It's like, hey, why don't you, where would you want to go and tour a group of people around? And he's like, the Choco Canyon, was it the Choco Canyon, Darren? I, I keep getting that that place mixed up. They, the Pueblo area there and all Mesa that. Verde. Mesa Verde. Mesa Verde. Yeah. Um, and so we we picked a place like that where he, we could tour around these places with Randall. So it was kind of a cool idea to just have like a smaller group of people. So you don't have to pay a whole whack of guests, but, you know, you got to cover van rentals and gas and the guests and the food and all that. And just make it kind of like an all inclusive sort of mini, mm -hmm. mini conference that's a little bit more intimate. And it's and it's worked out pretty good. That's so awesome, man. And so that, that was going to be kind of my next couple of things I was going to ask you guys is so uh, like how you got connected with Randall. So I assume like maybe just from your connection with him, having him on as a guest on your show, is that kind of how you were able to manage that? Or do you guys have other con like uh, relationships with him outside of that? Or No, it was just, it was through the show. We had him on the yeah. show a couple of times and just cool. Randomly, he was coming to Canada and uh, we ended up inviting him to stay at the, uh, my place for a, a night before oh, cool. we headed out on the town. And we like, had his whole team like at Darren's house one night. That's awesome. Probably part of the reason why I ended up divorced, but yeah, <laughs> it's all for the better. Um, yeah. But yeah, we did all that and then sent him off with a nice care package to get him on the road. And Brad and I ended up eating some mushrooms on the Columbia River together and <laughs> You know, the rest is sort of history. We just That's sort of, amazing. We came we were good enough friends to to do this sort of thing, which led to our friendship with the Snake Bros and just all sorts of great things. Brandon Powell, I mean, yeah, it's been amazing. That's so cool. So what's what's your favorite Randall Carlson story having on any of your adventures yet? Oh, I got I got a I got a quick one. All right. I got a quick one. So we're we're at the the erratic park, the Boulder Park. So all these erratics that came down and got dropped from the glaciers, right? Mm. And we're all all the vans are like, it's a dusty, dry environment. The sunny day, we're all out there. All of us are out there in this in this uh, this grassy field with all these erratics there. And there's a guy climbing down. His name's Josh. And Randall goes, "Everybody, watch! Josh is gonna Josh is gonna tumble off that rock." And Josh, Josh tries to, to walk down the rock and he falls and he tumbles like this long extended tumble down the rock and he, and he fell into the bush and he sprained his ankle and, oh, it was just, it was like a priceless kind of, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a portend of what was to happen, you know? Wow. How'd he call it? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Whoa. I don't know if he like caused it or 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 uh, precogged <laughs> it or what, but it was yeah. it was quite funny. Whoa, that's wild. It was Crazy. pretty funny the time we had it in that giant joint, and then he realized he was in the national park. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "No, I can't break any federal laws." That sort of thing. That's hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's been, yeah, it's do, been do, it, do the, do the you, you did it the other day. You kind of mimicked it or whatever, right? What's that? Which mimic what the hello? With, with Randall, when Randall, yeah, what happened? Hello. Oh, I, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's great because you, we get to see a side of Randall that not a lot of people get to see. And uh, you could do that by coming on one of our tours. You, I mean, Randall is playing the drums and singing and giving secret presentations about the moon. And mm. you never know what might happen at one of our events. They seem to have a flavor to them that other events don't seem to have because we get told over and over and over again that there's some of the best trips in the world we have people that come to the same event multiple times over and over we have people that come to all of our events and uh it really is it ends up being less about the the randalls and more about everybody else even though having randall there is great that's amazing man yeah it's definitely one of my goals to participate in one of those one of these days uh that's so fantastic so um so really it's interesting is that I've kind of like, we've kind of chatted back and forth. So it sounds like he's doing a lot of amazing work. And I was wondering like, if you guys could speak to any of that at all too, it's like, I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff around the alternative free energy type stuff, like, you know, I know you guys have uh, talked about that a little bit. Like what's your take on all that? Like, like, where do you think, and what's, what's the guy's name that he's working with? I can't, God, I can't remember it on the top of my head. I was going to write it down before the show, but I forgot. Ollie's Malcolm, Malcolm, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The, Malcolm yeah, Bendall, yeah. yeah, the Malcolm Bendall. That's right, that's right. So, uh, man, what is your guys' take on all this? Do you think like we're on the cusp of a new age of enlightenment? Are they going to let us get away with it? What are your guys' take on this? I, I think they can't stop it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, my take is pretty, pretty open-minded about it. Yeah, um, uh, there's a lot of people trying to debunk it, of course, and but I, I think he's. He's gotten far enough now with with the testing and the equipment and the and that kind of stuff where it's it's just happening. He's mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he's lying about all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, Randall's being swindled by this guy. There is quite a controversy there, but but I've uh, I like it. I think it's I think it's too late to stop it. And we had Dave yeah. Zed on, and I mean, he kind of confirmed it from his side of things that yeah. he says that he's been he's been sort of uh, consulting for for these defense contractors and stuff and from what he's seeing it's out there too and people have this technology but they're just not really letting it out yet so i mean i don't want to get too deep into that conspiracy but yeah from from what i've heard he's got uh you know there's a plant in england that's using the technology there's a car running on it there's other other things getting built right now and tested all over, but it's been going for a few years, right? Like it's already mm-hmm. in the works. So that's amazing. Yeah. Do you it's have not free do you energy? Have a... It's not free energy. Oh, okay. So it's it's like yeah, people yeah. keep calling, you know, saying, oh, you know, they, they're kind of using that in a way to club them over the head with it, but it's not free energy. It's just what okay. he says he 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 harnesses uh waste energy, let's say let's say from a combustion motor, mm-hmm. and then transmutes the exhaust so cleans up the exhaust into oxygen and he harnesses the waste energy 
That's harvest really harvests harvests the waste energy. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's almost like uh, are you guys familiar with the whole gasification process? Gasifier, gasifier engine, anything like do that? With hydrogen or whatever. Um, I think it's I carbon know, yeah, no, monoxide. Um, yeah, it's uh. So basically, I was working with this guy out in Oregon, and we were building um rocket stove heating mechanisms to basically like heat a house or a greenhouse enclosure. Like that was kind of primarily the application that we were doing, basically using a rocket stove to heat a large tank of water. And then the water would pump, uh, through a pump. So really all the electricity you needed was just for like a small pump. Really? That was it. And then you could circulate that through a radiator and heat a greenhouse, like in the middle of the winter with like a small amount of fuel. So, you know, there was fuel costs, but then his buddy who, uh, so basically the, the inventor of the rocket stove is this guy named Larry Winiarski who lived in Oregon. And this guy was working with John, uh, who was, uh, who kind of trained with Larry. His other protege was using this rocket stove technology and built a car that runs on, uh, and I'll show you, it's a drive on wood.com. And basically he built a, a gasifier engine vehicle that, that, uh, that runs on just wood chips, which is crazy. And basically that, that kind of technology is, I mean, basically it's, it's, you, you, you almost cook. I don't even know how it's done, but like, really it's, you, you, you burn the wood at a, in a weird way so that it create it off gases like carbon monoxide and that becomes combustible. And then you use that as the combustion in the engine. So it's basically like wood chips turn into combustion, et cetera. So wow. yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. And then this guy, like he's in Alabama, I think, and he drove, all the way across the United States on a car or on a truck that ran on just wood. And it's interesting too, because the gasifier engine or a gasifier generator, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and it's, it, it's crazy because like, here we go. It's uh, did you say how much or how much? Wood? Yeah, how much? Like how much? Gosh, wood? I don't know. Honestly, I don't honestly know how much, um, how many like, uh, <laughs> miles per, cord you get or whatever i don't know but uh but yeah you just drive around with your wood chips in the back you chip them up and then this is it's kind of hard to see there but uh you can see that there's like all these like rails on the side are like um where the gas flows but anyway but you can look it up too like youtube i was i was like really deep diving into this stuff because i was really like um curious about the applications of this like why have we never heard of this why have we never heard of the ability to create combustion with the off gassing of like wood chips. And then it, it was, uh, I looked into it and like, apparently this is like fairly primitive, like old technology, like world war two, they were issuing, uh, instructions for people on how to build their own gasifier generators, you know, cause when there was like a gas shortage back then people were, um, they were encouraging people to build their own gasifier generators to power their house and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. It's like this lost technology from like just within the last few decades. So that's, that's so crazy how even something like that, that could potentially empower us is just, you know, so, like I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it before. It sounds like you guys are, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, we should, this should be like everywhere. Like, why are we not running everything on wood chips? Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. it's, uh, <clears throat> it's very strange. He, he's got something like that. There's a, there's a pre ionizing chamber, which um, apparently, creates uh, the change in the water and then he mm -hmm. got, they call it the bubbler or whatever and then it creates this plasmoid out of the bubbler mm -hmm. um but yeah he he mentions uh, stanley meyer's car quite a bit as well like you know it's 
he basically says this has been going for 65 yeah. years. This technology has been around. Um, they just haven't, yeah. uh, you know, it's been suppressed for this long. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's crazy. So, uh, I was going to say real quick, uh, my buddy Kevin is in the chat here and he says, dude, Darren, is that background real? If so, fuck yeah. So there you go. Mad props for your background there, Darren, <laughs> in the armory. <laughs> it's not real. It's, it's not real. Yeah, you know, green screen, but still. In Canada would be against the law for me to display my firearms in such a way. Oh, really? What's, is Let's it, do you have to have them locked? Do you have to have them locked up or something? Yes. Allegedly. Are you, Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, are you a lot like, okay, so let's get into this a little bit. Cause I know I heard some talk that Canada like prohibited pistols or semi-automatic pistols. Is that true? Or what, what's going on with your guys' gun laws up there? Yeah, they froze some the handguns a while back and they tried to do some other stuff. It seems like it's kind of hung up in court right now with some of it. They still haven't cut. I mean, he banned a bunch of guns in 2020 that he still hasn't come after. Mm. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm trying to. Uh, I myself am in the current in the process of trying to get a hold of a. Well, not get a hold of. I'm actually meeting with some lawyers next week. Nice some constitutional lawyers to uh, try and push back from the indigenous side of things. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like we, if if nothing else, like there's a population that needs to fully understand and, and hopefully grasp the need for self-protection against, you know, uh, overreaching, tyrannical, insane empire building governments, right? Like, you know, that's, that's a very legitimate concern, I would say. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, man. Yeah. I don't even know. You, I feel, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you get into details about that Darren or? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, yeah, that'd be interesting. I can't get into much probably until I talk to the lawyers and, you know, I'm meeting with them on Tuesday. So I'm, I'm, I think at this point I'll shut my mouth until I talk to them because, I mean, it could be a pretty big deal. So, yeah, this could be huge. Yeah. Be yeah. Huge. So we'll wait and see what they say. That's cool. And sort of take it from there. I mean, whatever happens is going to take a long, long time. But, I mean, it seems like there's, it seems like there's some opportunity there to maybe upset the firearms apple cart. That'd be great, man. You know, and it's, so do you guys have anything in the terms of like, I know you guys is first, there isn't like a freedom of speech, first amendment type of thing, but do you guys have any like constitutional or just, you know, government protections from infringements on firearm protections or what do you lean on in Canada when it comes to that here in the United States, we just say second amendment, fuck off. Sorry. But up there, I like the James Bay Treaty. But yeah. uh, if you, I mean, I've been in some situations that if I wasn't an Indian, I would have been arrested for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Lately. And I <laughs> might have got arrested anyway, but I happen to be a fairly well spoken Indian that, you know, has access to um, legal representation. There you go. So I'm just in a unique position where I, and I have like a real problem with fucking these people man they <laughs> well, fucking crazy so i have a habit of just wanting to fight with them yeah and now as i get older i want that fight to be more than yelling at them or calling them names you know it's like all right well let's let's see what the court says let's see what the court says yep. let's see what the court says and then yeah you know i actually find in that instance more than not they just don't want to have that conversation especially when it comes down to firearms 
that are guaranteed to me by the James Bay Treaty that became part of the Canadian Constitution, and that they already sort of rammed some things through for through enough to piss off um, a lot of Canadian Indians. So they're already Good. sort of on shaky ground there. Well, and then didn't help that everyone freaked the fuck out because he just tried to ban like the SKS and a few things like that. And the Indians freaked the fuck out. And we didn't get our duty to, con- to uh, I forget what it's called now. But uh, he basically has to, for anything that that might slightly, even slightly interfere on indigenous hunting rights in Canada, mm. like banning handguns or freezing handguns or even his first thing, or even maybe the, you know, he has to ask, he has to put together a council of chiefs or... And basically, we have to say, yeah, we're okay with this. Now, I'm not Ooh. a chief, so not we, but, you know, we as an Indians have to say, we're okay yeah. with this. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. And, and he didn't, I mean, they didn't even do that on the actual Firearms Act, which was passed in 1995, which took everything out of the criminal criminal court and put it, criminal act and put it into the Firearms Act. So, um, I mean, that's sort of the can of worms that we're looking at trying to reopen is that the whole, the original foundation of the canadian firearms act as opposed to what he's doing now Hmm, interesting so uh now in the language of these laws or these protections that you have is there is it is it primarily centered around like hunting rights or your ability to own in terms of hunting or does it does it speak on to the fact that it's you know you're protected with this This is your god-given right to protect yourself from say a tyrannical government like in the united states second amendment is like no this is in place to protect from a tyrannical government you guys yeah that's a great question yeah 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 so that's what my uh you know that's what my 184 is basically an ar but it's the one we're allowed to have in canada i mean you ain't deer it's for fascists Interesting. Are you guys, uh, are you guys, so this is another question from Kevin. Kevin's our, uh, my local gun expert. He's like a hardcore second amendment activist down in Texas and they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, anyway, he was asking if you, what's that? I bought a, uh, I bought a two a hat the last time I was down in the States. Nice dude. Amen. Amen. I do have a, AK forty seven, huh? Well, that was going to be my question. He was curious if you guys are able to import AKs. Oh, there. this is well. This is what I was just. Getting, this is what I was trying yeah. to say is that it doesn't help when Darren tried to do this. Oh, no. he got he got marked. Oh, so, I didn't try to import an AK. I just tried no. to import a three hundred Weatherby because they're hard oh. to find up here. And I just asked what the rule. I asked nicely. You know, I'm not looking to break the law, but they freaked out, and then they've been hounding me every time i go over the border and then you know now i'm out shooting and then dude randomly shows up and fucking starts busting my balls so now now they got me fucking pissed off okay i mean they might rue the day they didn't just leave me the fuck alone you know i just it's getting old so now i'm calling lawyers and now i mean they just luckily found this a couple of little loopholes that i think can be exploited interesting but i mean already seemingly exploited them so this is the problem though i mean he you know he tried to do it legally and he he tried to ask questions like okay how can i go down and pick up this gun and bring it back and then the next time he comes across the border they've got a mark so it had nothing to do with with that except that there's something on his record now that you know 
that he's a gun guy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, totally, totally, man. An unvaccinated gun guy, dude. Like, oh, geez, watch out. <laughs> you know. Uh, is there I'm any top vaccinated? It depends who you ask. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Now, how about this? So, was there any talk up there about like here in the United States? We have like there's a lot of different. Like for example, there's like the New Hampshire project where they're trying to create like a or like a I don't know the Free State project in New Hampshire, right? They're trying to create the whole sovereign state, and then they've got things like the Greater Oregon Initiative where they're trying to merge all of the red parts of Oregon with Idaho or the Greater Idaho project, I guess. And and then of course there's always the conversation of like the national divorce or the you know whatever. And so, do you guys have anything like that going on up there? Is there any rumblings of you know, okay, you can have woke Canada and then the real Canada, right? You know what I mean? Like anything like that? <laughs> Darren can probably speak to that more than me. Yeah. No, I don't know. Not officially. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's, and I just don't know about it. I mean, I'm well, there's talk about question. Alberta, but I mean, it's just not as ingrained as it down there. Like the the Alberta one, there's always talk about Alberta separating or or the prairies separating, but it's never getting any teeth. It's never getting any real mm -hmm. serious attention. We're just way too ingrained. There's no, I don't think it'll ever happen really. Yeah. I heard about that. Uh, something about one of the provinces was looking at like some, not, maybe not separating, but doing their own thing in some way. Maybe that was Alberta. I, I admittedly don't remember exactly where it was, but like, is that, is that kind of the more based area of Canada, Alberta, Alberta area? It seems to be here yeah. in, here in Saskatchewan seem to be yeah. siling up. It looks like even Manitoba lately is making some rumbling. So, it seems like we got the prairie provinces mm -hmm. at least, but Alberta did just pass the Alberta first act, which gives uh, the provincial government the ability to just sort of kibosh any federal legislation that it feels infringes on provincial jurisdiction, which yeah. is a lot more than people think. I mean, that's why fucking Quebec gets away with everything. Basically this is Alberta's first, you know, step towards getting some of the same sort of stuff Quebec's got going on. Where we'll be able to say, no, no, our subsidized fucking daycare. And I'm not even saying I agree with subsidizing daycare, but, um, you know, Quebec has this sort of things where, where Alberta used to, I don't know what the numbers are now. I'd have to look at them, but they're going to be heading back up again. I can tell you that, but it used to be at one time, you know, billions and billions of dollars a year. Quebec's receiving $11 billion a year. We're putting out nine or $10 billion a year. And daycare here is 850 bucks and it's subsidized in Quebec and you only pay 150. So, mm. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like it pays away for maybe more money to stay in Alberta, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. Right now what's happening is we've got a pretty conservative government that's saying the right things about vaccines and the WAF that's kind of got the people that think like us coming here in droves. I mean, it's something mm. like, 23,000 people so far this year have already moved from Ontario to Alberta. The rental market has never been tighter. Mm. Um, we're selling a place right now. So the realtor's saying it's never the, 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 the supply of fucking houses for rent or for sale in Calgary has never been lower than it is right now. And that's with interest rates through the roof. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because right now we've got a problem where our cities are more than half of our population, so they can sort of swing our elections, and that's what we're dealing with right now where our conservatives are up against the, the Socialist Party or the Democratic NDP. Oof. But uh, 
I'm it the future looks sort of good because there isn't a bunch of NDP lovers moving here. So not that I think politics is a good way out, but it might be at least a way to hold the line a little bit longer so that I can get my shit together. There you go. Place defendable. So I'm in the process of looking for a place right now so that I can sort of start setting up roots or at least get get a get a bunch of land before the hyperinflation really hits. Yeah, man. Or wait till after it all collapses. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Well, that's, getting... <laughs> with, that's what I was waiting for. But with 5,000 people a week moving to Alberta, yeah. it seems like we've still got some of the lowest property uh, prices in the country. So I'm feeling like it might be a good time to just yeah. suck, uh, suck up the interest rates yeah. and just put it down. I can absorb it for a bit. And it just, it just kind of sucks because... It's just like fucking money just up in smoke. But yeah, the good side of it is, is where other people are dreading their renewal. I'll probably be looking forward to it. Oh, totally. hundred percent. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, another thing I want to make sure that we cover here is like, again, back to what we were talking about, about your guys is like, um, projects outside of the podcast and some of your like more i want to get in because i think there's a real chance the whole system that owns that mortgage could collapse there you go oh there you go you're already in that place all you have to do is be able to defend it exactly or whatever (laughs) comes up new you're in there but wherever you are is you know i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen if the banking system collapses but i know there's a real chance you're gonna be stuck where you are for an indefinite amount of time that's a great point. You know, what's funny. Cause I remember early 2020, I remember uh, when everything was seeming like the whole world was collapsing. I remember I made like a social media post. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a poll. What do you guys think? Should I take out a whole bunch of crazy loans right now and just do all this stuff? Cause it's all coming down. They're like, mm, no, maybe not. Just kind of, I'm very glad I didn't at this point, but you know, that's definitely a thing too. It's like, you know, try to find the sweet spot of taking out that loan the day before the collapse. And then you're just cashing in your gold. You got all your ammo, all your food. All your, <laughs> you know, Yeah. So, but anyway, so the one thing I definitely wanted to make sure that we cover again, also there's something that I'm really um, inspired by is like, so Darren, you're, you're now a public, you're a published author. I love the the work that you've done here. So tell us about your book. And then we're going to talk about the audio books, adult brain. Tell us about your book in their own words. Uh, well, you know, that one really, I didn't really do a ton of writing in that one. Okay. It's more of a compilation. I would say I'm more, I would almost, I don't know what the word is, but it was like, I might maybe. A Canadian maybe, shame. That's what I was thinking of too. Yeah, yeah. I did a little more writing in that one. Yeah. In their yeah. own words, I think, I don't know, I like them both, but in their own words, yeah. there's a bunch of testimony that I dug up from, um, from the truth and reconciliation interviews. So it's actually um, just a bunch of testimonies that I strung together and did a little bit of my own writing to fill in the blanks and introduce the chapters and the Canadian, the shame, you know, I really didn't write a ton of that either. You know, a little more of that I wrote, I would say maybe a a fifth of it, but it's again, it's a, what with a Canadian shame, what it was is I started looking for a bunch of information myself. Mm-hmm. It was nearly impossible to find. I couldn't even find a, an intact version of the Indian Act from in, in its original form. You know, if you went to the Canadian government website, they stop in 1985, or they might even bumped it up to 2000 now. So you can't get any of the any of the uh, old Indian Acts off of the Canadian government website when the real terrible shit was in there. 
yeah um, in government legislation so it kind of started with that i got i found all that i dug up some old like photocopies of books and all this stuff of the old acts and i paid some dude in india to type it all up and uh i was writing like an intro <laughs> for that that just sort of spiraled into this into that and the other and i didn't even end up in including all that in the book eventually i just ended up it ended up being sort of a synopsis of my own research journey over the summer trying to find out more about my own culture and sure. i just sort of documented the process but i mean the timelines that were, were it's all sort of information that was out there that I just sort of collected and brought together into one place. So it's like, it's a good book to just totally a go-to book to see the timelines of residential schools, the Indian act, you know, all, all this shit, the politicians were saying at the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's sort of, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, published author, I suppose. Yeah, I do. A, lot of it's, a lot of it's on the residential school. So he, gotcha. he turned he turned in their own words, which is an audio book with a couple different narrators, into like an audio visual presentation on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you go to our adult brain YouTube channel, um, it's got oh, old gotcha. pictures, old pictures from the, the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, like pictures of the actual people that the testimonies are being narrated and a bunch of old pictures of the residential schools. It's a pretty heavy book. I mean, there's a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, there's some good things in there, but there's a lot of heavy stuff in there about the, them being taken away from their parents to go to these residential schools. That's awesome. That's that's great. And I hope everybody goes and checks it out. That's that's amazing, uh, you know, integrous work there. But uh, the, the other free, thing, too. Free. I mean, it's all it's free. It's all free. You can get both books awesome. e free at a Canadian shame.ca. And the oh, audio okay. books are that. free on YouTube. You can buy the audio books in a couple places too, but you can also get them free on YouTube at uh, the Adult Brain Publishing YouTube channel. Cool, awesome. That's that's fantastic. So tell us more about Adult Brain. Like this is such a great, awesome idea, and to, to me, it's like you've found this. Uh, like it's all these older books that are kind of like like no longer like copyright protected. Is that kind of my understanding? And you just create audio books for them. Is that kind of the deal? Or how does that work? Grant, yeah. tell us about adult brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are old gems that have never been put on audio before. Yeah. So we decided to, you know, we had a bunch of them done. We decided to to go for it and, and get them out there on Audible. And so there's a bunch from H.G. Wells. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different genres. I mean, a lot of it's just old ancient wisdom and esoteric stuff. A lot of Charles yeah. Fort, a lot of H.G. Wells, um, Madame Blavatsky, all most of her work. Yeah. Um, some 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 sort of other political guys like George Bernard Shaw. Yeah, I saw I mean, that. Like that that guy's a fucking freak show. Well, you know what? I mean, he, <laughs> you know what? This is the weird thing about reading this stuff. Like, let, yeah. let me tell you this. Would you have thought that he was pushing back against vaccines? He was an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And he was like, this smallpox vaccine doesn't work. He was against the scientism. He would he would agree with us on more stuff wow. nowadays than than not. I guess Even really yeah, the Even only thing I know a about him is and a yeah. Fabian socialist and all yeah. that. But interesting. But he was like he was against the sacrificing of all these animals for these bullshit scientific experiments. He he basically yeah. said that these scientists are 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 sacrificing animals and humans in the lab instead of upon the altar of pagan gods. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Very interesting. yeah, really. I I guess the only thing I know about him is that video clip that we all have seen about him saying, Oh, I think that everybody should justify their existence every five years. And 
Oh yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. The eugenics thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like because yeah. he's yeah. like, if you don't conform to society, then we'll just kill you. I mean, he kind yeah. of thought that too, right? Yeah. But yeah, but there, you know, but there is some nuance to all that. I mean, even H.G. Wells, he just he H.G. Wells just didn't want to he didn't want a war either. I mean, these guys were coming. Out, don't forget, they grew up in in World War One. Yeah, seeing World War Two happen, and uh, unless they're lying in a lot of those books, they really were yeah. just scared shitless of young men creating world wars and killing everybody. I mean, they were just yeah. worried about the destruction of the world. I'm not saying they were just worried about that because I don't think their yeah. their ideology was correct either about civilization and barbarians and savages. I mean, they also had that sort of wrong ideology uh, that yeah. that um, kind of racist uh, eugenic ideology. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Well, what's well, tell me about this one here? That's fascinating. It's the uh, vaccination, Alfred uh, Wallace. Well, that's like an eighteen guy. an eighteen hundreds book about Dude, yeah proved useless and dangerous from forty years yeah. of registered statistics. Holy like he would, crap! They're they going through the same thing as we were now, dude. The, the deaths weren't being recorded properly in the hospital. They were ignoring all the damage from the vaccines. They're claiming they're safe and effective. It's like it's like ringing a bell for what happened yeah. in twenty twenty. 2021. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So, that I is mean, so crazy. So Alfred Russell Wallace was a pretty popular scientist too. And him and, and yeah. George Bernard Shaw were both against vaccines and also Alexander Wilder who were trying to get this book out, but we got mm-hmm. into some trouble with, with, uh, with Kindle. So, Oh, interesting. we're walking a path delicately now because, yeah. uh, you know, we ended up, we ended up sort of s- slowing down there a bit because we're gotten some trouble. But so, so there's another vaccine book that I want to do, but, um, yeah. You know, we're trying to just. What are you saying? Just careful. in trouble, in trouble because of the the content, or was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not yeah. like the copyright. It's like an a copyright thing. No, like they a, fucking no. don't even give you any warnings. They just shut wow. you down. I mean, there's no okay. like, oh, okay, sorry, we won't do this. It's like, oh, you want to do this? Boom, you're gone. Wow. Like, you know, it's no a, fucking discussion at all. Full cancellation. Interesting. Now, one of the things I've noticed, which is really odd, is that like on Amazon, like on Audible, like they have like extremely subversive books on there. Like they have like all the crazy books on there. I'm like, is that, have you experienced any sort of censorship from Amazon or Audible? Well, that's who it is. Yeah, that's who we're talking about. Oh, Kindle. Oh, for some reason I was thinking Kindle was somebody else. But Amazon owns this whole process now. They own own the the middleman between the ebook and the audiobook and they they own the whole fucking cycle right now. That's crazy. So then that you've got like books like, you know, one of the ones, one of my favorites on there is Goodbye Germ Theory by Dr. William Trebbing. You know, you've got like all of the like uh, HIV, like debunking, like HIV was fake and all that. So do you think the fact that they're on Audible lends credibility to the fact that maybe though that's a bunch of bullshit or what do you think about that? <laughs> Darren, do you want to answer that? Oh, you go ahead. Well, I, I just think there's a couple topics that you just can't touch. Like, yeah. The, you know, so the third rail topics that you cannot touch. Well, that's the thing is like, okay, so one of the things that I'm trying to do right now, just for my own personal understanding, because I want to understand it, is like this the whole idea of terrain versus germ theory. Like, I feel like the terrain model resonates with me so hard. And especially when you go back and looking at the origins of it, like Pasteur versus Bichamp, I'm just like, I've seen this story played out a million times where it's like, you know, the evil pasteur being propped up by like, you know, big financial interests. And then you have the actual science. It's like the, basically the exact parallel of like the, the Edison Tesla story, really, you know, the, the idea of like Bichamp and the terrain theory. And it's like how he was plagiarized by pasteur and all of his research was stolen and co-opted. And it's just like, it's just so crazy. 
when you look at it, I'm like, gosh, maybe it is terrain and all the virus stuff is a hoax. Like, I don't know. So anyway, I'm doing a big push on that. And that's why like goodbye germ theory is such a, such a powerful book because really the terrain model, like if we could disprove germ theory, then the whole medical cartel collapses, all of it, vaccines, pharma, the whole thing gone overnight. And I feel like that's their, the thing that they have to protect above and beyond anything else. You know what I mean? Is the idea of the germ theory. And so it seems it's like, to work okay. pretty good too. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, you know, when we gave everyone at our event COVID, it sure seemed like the people were catching it. Yeah. That's, I know. that's, that's what I was going to say. I can't, I can't wrap my head around the terrain theory. I can wrap my head around terrain being, being a factor, to, but to not, yeah. not as far as the whole thing. Like to me, we all caught something. We got something. I caught something when I had COVID. It felt synthetic. It yeah. wasn't just my fucking terrain. Like, yeah, that's, that's the problem yeah. I have with it is from my personal experience with 20 something of us getting it. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's I mean, not just like, that's not just osmosis, like, you know, yawning and somebody else, catching the yawn and like i i mean yeah maybe it is i mean i'm, I'm still sort of open to it but it just yeah. didn't feel like it yeah no totally i mean I, I, that's why i'm doing the big push to kind of help myself fully understand and maybe i'll come back in a year and have that answer for you you know what i mean the way i've heard it described is it's like you know you have like like the way women's menstrual cycles sync up or something like that i don't know but anyway yeah 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 where it's like so i don't know I don't know. I'll report back, but, uh, but anyway, so, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they have all those books on Amazon is because, you know, they're, they're so appropriate, but anyway, you know, I just think this is fascinating, awesome work you're doing on adult brain. Cause like, uh, one of my favorite books of all time, and it's a very thick, heavy read is, uh, the secret teachings of all ages. Um, yep. I mean, that's, that's like, I think it's more meant to be like an encyclopedia where you go and reference certain things, but like reading cover to cover, like that'll red pill the shit out of you. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, definitely like if anybody listening, like wants to just, if you haven't read the secret teaching of all ages, if you're not familiar with this book, like, man, like this would be, you know, once you, once you get to the point, like I get to this point too, where like, like before I said, you know, I, I got sick of me listening to music and sometimes you get sick of listening to podcasts. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I need yeah. an audio book in my life, yeah. you know? And so make sure you get ours, make, there's a few yeah. out there now. So make sure you yeah. get ours. Yeah. Adultbrain.ca. I think is a fantastic, fantastic resource. Silent weapon for quiet wars. Like, dude, you guys are crushing. So that's so cool. That is really cool. So, uh, so what's, what's next for you guys? You guys got anything coming up on the horizon besides like these meetups or anything that you're excited about? Yeah, yeah, we got some. I got some new thing. I mean, we're always sort of up to something new around yeah. here. It seems like we can't go go too long without trying something new. So I, I love got it. Some, some uh, new projects on the go. I'm gonna start poking my thing into that. The next time we talk, I can probably get to a little bit more. But if people keep an eye, they'll they'll see it to be sort of Substack based, like you're doing, which is sort cool, of maybe cool. a, a synchro. But I'm working on a a Substack, yeah. So Great man. Along with our other Substack that Grounds I'm working hard on. Yeah, so right. we're doing trying to get our shit out in different platforms. So we're on Substack and Locals and uh you know Rumble, of course, and Rockfin and YouTube. We have a couple more. Darren's started up another YouTube channel for sort of more of our videos and the audiobooks are on a YouTube channel and also on Rumble as well. And we're and we're we're getting ready to uh to put out the tickets for a huge eclipse festival. So in the path of totality in the Texas Hill Country at the Brothers of the Serpent 
uh, they have a winery there. So we're putting on a big event with them. So that's, that's going to be huge. That's going to come out in the next couple of weeks here. Man, that's awesome. So this is not on my radar. What is this new eclipse situation well, it's, going it's on? It's going to be like the totality, like the to- total eclipse uh, with an event with uh, a bunch of speakers, uh, Ben from Uncharted X, Dave Matheson, and uh, the Brothers of the Serpent, their band called $50 Dynasty. They have an amazing mm-hmm. album called Procession and some more bands. It'll be about 500 people there. I'll be emceeing. Nice. Now, is it an actual eclipse? Is it is this coincided with an actual eclipse? Last oh, okay. one of this like century. Really, I didn't. Not oh to God. the end of the century. So this is. I it's mean, a big deal. Bucks, it's a big deal. You're gonna want to come to this. You're gonna want to tell all your friends to come to this. It's gonna be the Woodstock of eclipse events. Maybe Whoa. the best ever in the history of the world. I had no idea. Yeah, that might I was be a in... little hyperbolic, but it'll be great. That's all right. That's all right. I was I was in jail during the last eclipse, so I didn't get to really see it. <laughs> I was I that, seen the last one. It was great. It's a life changing event. Yeah. Worst yeah. skiing in your lifetime. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try and not be in jail on this one, I guess. That's 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 my goal. Oops, oops, oops. I mean to hit that. My bad, my bad. So okay, cool. Well, shoot, guys. I guess uh, we're kind of just winding down here. Like, thanks for joining me tonight. This is a fantastic conversation. Um, I got a bunch of links in the episode description for everyone to go follow and support you guys. I mean, you have so many things going on. So uh, I guess just take a minute and plug anything you want to plug and shout out anything you want to shout out and wrap it up. Uh, well, the trips are contact at thecabin.com. The audiobooks are adultbrain.ca, or you can just type adult brain publishing into Amazon or Graham Dunlop or adult brain publishing into Audible or iTunes, and those will come up. And everything, I mean, we got the Grimerica Outlawed podcast. If you're a podcast, uh, yes. Grimerica podcast, that's Grimerica.ca and Grimerica Outlawed.ca, respectively. And uh, you can get all that on Substack now, and we're streaming on. YouTube and locals and rumble. I think maybe not streaming on locals, but we're doing something on locals. We're everywhere. We're trying to be as many places as we can. So yeah, that's fantastic. You can get everywhere. If you, if that's too much to remember, you can get to everything we do from grimerica.ca. There you go. There you go. It's a pretty fancy polished looking website you got there. That's great. I need to like do some odd <clears throat> uh, website work myself. I'm like, ugh. Anyway, we'll get there. So, all right, guys. Well, much love. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, just keep up the amazing work. Um, just fantastic, like very inspiring. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having all us right. on. Take care. Thank you, guys. All right. Peace. Peace.